Welcome back to Self Revelations. It's your boy B Dab, and I am Juan Moreno, and my brother Juanaveli. Man, how's your mental? How's your two weeks been? It's been good. Um, everything is starting to get stable, but still going through some challenges. Like you know, going through understanding my anxieties, understanding you know where I'm trying to take things. You know, trial and error. You know, taking things day by day. You know, being patient with the results is one of the hardest things that I have is try to like, you know, keep things in balance, keep things afloat. Like I'm a person that is I'm very patient, but then not patient. So I'm like, it's a weird thing to say. It's like um, I heard this one thing where it's like you want to be impatient with actions and patience with results. And so that's where I'm at right now and understanding my anxieties like. It's crazy to understand like the anxiety is actually a real thing. Like you actually, like two years ago, I was I had anxiety, but not the way I'm having it now. Like to almost ha to having panic attacks, to getting a panic attack at a movie theater to go watch, you know, Spider Man. Like bro, like I really wanted to watch Spider Man, and the first hour, like I started, like I was feeling that anxiety the whole time, like within my chest, but I was kind of distracting myself and trying to avoid it. And so I was like with my lady, the hell, let's go watch a movie. And I, in a way, I guess, distracting myself. But then the sounds were were heavy. I started feeling like numbness in my fingers. I got cold. It was like if, you know, a, like a drip of water just landed in a pond and it just, you know, just created like this little wave frequency. And then my whole body just got cold. And I just started feeling my chest, you know. My chest, not, not my chest, tightened, but, like, you felt, like, a sting to your chest. So, at the time, too, you don't even know, like, is this a heart attack? Is this a anxiety, a panic attack? What is this? And and I'm just, you're so in your head when you have, like, a panic attack, at least for me, right? Like, I, that's how I felt, and I couldn't even enjoy myself. So, I ended up having to get out from the movie theater and, you know, go home and relax and try to coast off little, little by little. That's why you see a lot of people have problems with, like, alcohol pills and food because it does put you like in a sedate sedated state where you're relaxed and calm and that's why it's important like people that people that work out or you do meditation that puts you in that element of like fast hot, fast heart rate or get you in a calm state by doing exercising and stuff like that or if you eat food or alcohol it does calm you down so i'm trying to find my way of calming down in a in a healthy and balanced way because i don't want to just rely on alcohol or rely on prescription pills or or food i want to find the best balance with me that's healthy long term so when i think about how i'm doing mentally i mentally i'm doing great i'm like grateful that you know i get to breathe i got you know a roof over my head and i have food i could buy i don't have to worry about the bill when, when the bill comes so i'm pretty like good so far but same time still challenging uh, but you know it's going okay okay i mean that's good but uh with the anxiety that you just talked about you know having mm. those symptoms were those the only symptoms that you had had like the fingertips and feeling that cold chill in your heart and like wh what else were you feeling at that time you feel for me i feel very very cold like i just cold. get goosebumps it's weird I, it, it could be in a in a warm area and i would get cold it's so it's interesting the way the body works and the fight fight or flight 
um, that you get. You know, I'll get zaps in my like certain parts of my of my you know body, like if somebody's pulling it or something, and you know, obviously my heart starts to race, even though I'm not exercising or moving. I'm just sitting there, and you start to feel like your heart is racing, like you just ran, you know, a four minute mile. Yeah. And so I'm like, what the hell's going on? And you, you're kind of in this place of like a doom, like you don't know what's gonna happen. Is this it? Am I gonna die right here? Am, is this a heart attack? Am I having a stroke? You don't really even know. Like, you're so in your head of what's going on and you're so distracted because of how you feel that you're stuck in your brain and you can't even focus and watch less uh, a movie. So that's some of the things I was feeling. Everybody, I noticed that everybody has, like, different symptoms, which is, like, interesting the way the body works. Like, there's never really a one-size-fits-all one solution, but best thing I'm learning is to understand my anxiety. Where does it come from? Why am I avoiding it? Am I distracting myself? You don't want to really face your anxiety, but you want to understand your anxiety. And that's the way I believe that through trial and error, you get to a good space where you develop a routine that can keep you enjoying life and not have you walk out in the fucking middle of a movie. Cause I was so mad that I was hard on myself and my lady was like, it's just a movie. Like we could come back and watch it again. I was just like, well, I really wanted to watch the damn movie. <laughs> so I was like, shit. Yeah. That's tough. Cause yeah, the Spider-Man it do go crazy, but, mm -hmm. but no, it, you know, it, like, like you said, it was just a movie, bro. If you're feeling like that and mm -hmm. you got to get back home, you know, like, to to unwind however you unwind mm -hmm. like you, you gotta go yeah. you feel me you can't just try to thug it out i was trying to you know what what's something that that helps you like if you have something that um like a remedy that helps you with your anxiety when it hits like that or when you're starting to feel your anxiety it's weird but like 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 having loose clothing. It's weird. I had mm -hmm. the face mask around my neck and it was kind of tight. And I had like my sweater that was kind of tight, it felt. And I was literally just like letting loose. Like as I, like when I was having anxiety, I just started like kind of like, you know, like open up the collar. Yeah. And I started feeling better. Like you felt like, okay, like I, I could breathe. Cause you feel like you're not breathing. You feel like there's like an elephant on your chest, like something very heavy when you're having the anxiety. And one thing I learned over the weekend, too, like I was, you know, it's I don't know why I get it in January. So I have to look into that. Why in January? Because I had this same feeling last year after I had got COVID that time. So interesting to see, like, OK, I'm having anxiety this time and I'm analyzing myself. And then I noticed that I'll have this like consistent anxiety, like it'll be there just knocking like on my chest, just waiting to come out to panic, I feel. And then I noticed, like, when I ate food, a good amount of food, it put me, it started slowly going away, the food. And then when I started drinking the alcohol, then it just kind of vamps away, the, the feeling. But I still feel my chest, like, like the my heart rate is kind of still going, like, a little bit high. But it's like, it's like if I numbed myself and I just feel it naturally just, and I, don't, I don't feel it as intense. So then right there, I'm like, I found that interesting because you see a lot of people that overly consume food. They eat a lot throughout the day, you know, obesity, um, you know, people become, you know, drug addicts and you see a lot of people, you know, overdo something. They overstimulate themselves because it gives them a place of comfort. Mm -hmm. And so I start analyzing. I'm like, oh, is that, that I see that now I understand why people, a lot of Americans, not just Americans, but from what you see, like even family, friends go towards the route of a lot of food or a lot of alcohol or a drug or even working out people work mm -hmm. out 
and you start to see like holy shit like you're not that different than everybody else everybody else is human but has different variables in their life and have different anxieties and how they cope everybody has a way of coping without maybe even realizing it like everybody has a vice or you could change your bad habit to a good habit and you get relaxation from doing that certain you know habit or hobby that you're doing or drug or alcohol so i noticed that alcohol was good for me not like genuinely drinking like i have a good time i like the feeling alcohol i feel is not necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. it's just too much of anything it becomes bad that's facts so i felt like you know if i just if i just drink a glass of whiskey some good high quality whiskey at night it's just one glass and i feel good enough so i can sleep then maybe that's not a bad thing as long as I make sure I keep myself healthy still by working out, meditating, reading books, educating myself. That one glass of whiskey is not the worst. So so are you saying like a, a glass as in like half full? Are we talking about a shot of whiskey? I would say a shot. A shot. Yeah, okay, a okay, shot. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Saying you said a glass. I'm like. <laughs> a big ass glass. <laughs> All right, my boy. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's a lot of whiskey. Yeah, it would just be a, yeah, for me, it's a shot. Shot yeah. or maybe a shot and a half, but. That's it. And that's all you need, like, especially with some good whiskey or a good drink. That's why you see a lot of people, like, a glass of wine a day keeps the doctor away. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy, but it's true. Like, you even see uh, talking to doctors and and also educating yourself, what you see online and studies and research. You see that, you know, drinking alcohol is not a bad thing. Drinking alcohol in a moderate way could be a healthy uh, healthy for your heart because you're not causing strain when you're having anxiety or panic attack but you know everybody's different alcohol might not be your thing marijuana might be cbd uh cbda like all these other um outlets that you can have to calm yourself is another way of doing it for you what keeps you calm i, I think the thing that really keeps me calm um I'd probably say is the majority of things that I do is like stuff that I love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's in the realm of sports or if it's, you know, physical fitness, I'm usually pretty calm. With I football like and like things. training and working out, does it raise your heart rate? Your heart rate? Like, are you aware? Like, oh, shit, my heart's beating. Do you ever have to slow down? Like, oh, shit. No, I'll be turned. Like, like mm-hmm. in football and basketball, I'll be turned. I mean, football and... Uh, is it conscious, though? Like, when you're like in the middle of it, do you... It's not maybe it, sometimes it might not be a thought, right? Like your heart's just going, you're not yeah. even thinking about it. Yeah. But you ever catch yourself like, oh shit, my heart's going a little bit too fast. Ne- no, no, almost never. Like mm. the only time I really feel like that is when I feel like I'm getting tired. Then I'm like, oh shit, like mm. it's more of like uh my lungs for me, and I'll be like, mm-hmm. damn, I feel like I can't. Like say I just ran like five back to back to back fades mm. and I'm running with a receiver and I come back and I'm like, damn, I'm kind of kind of winded a little bit. But other than that, no, I'm usually calm. Like I, I try to be as composed as possible, especially mm. in, in that realm. Um, weight room wise, I'll be turned. I'll be turned up. Like mm. I'll be screaming. I'll be yelling. I'll be, I'll be doing all types of shit, mm. but that's just how I am in the weight room. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, do you see, do you think there's, like, similarities with what goes on on the football field and what goes on in life? Yeah, most definitely. I think that, you know, everything applies to the grind and everything applies Mm. to that process. So, working on a team aspect, just being on the team in general, right? Mm -hmm. You fuck up on the team or you fuck up in your group, it affects the whole team. Same sense, if you're the head of your household, right? 
you fuck up, it's going to affect your wife. It's going to affect your kids. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You don't go to work. It's not just not going to affect you. It's going to affect everybody. Right. Am I right? It, you know, and I feel like it, it, it forces you to be accountable. It forces mm-hmm. you to have, you know, a certain level of of perspective when it comes to things that's coming good to you and bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't just, oh, something bad happened. Oh, God, why me? You know what I'm saying? You got to have right. perspective when it comes to it, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not, you're not going to be happy that bad things happen to you, but you need to stay at that steady, that steady, um, how can I say this? That steady pace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Never get too high, never get too low. It's like that natural flow you hear. There's like studies behind that too. Like you want to... You want to challenge yourself, but challenge yourself where it's not too hard, but you also want to challenge yourself where it's not too easy. So you want something that is still fun and challenging, but you can have a good flow and you feel good while you're going through the process. Because sometimes, you know, let's say a person wants to like finally work out they're Mm -hmm. a little bit, maybe overweight and they go sign up with a trainer and the trainer makes them go through, you know, horrific, you know, workouts now. Not horrific as in dangerous, but then like maybe putting like too much, way too much, <laughs> too much, especially yeah. for a person that maybe doesn't never really worked out in their mm-hmm. life, never was really in like an in a athletic field, but then you put them going through like different types of training, weight training, cardio, all at the same time, compound workouts, and sometimes it's too much. Where then you you kind of like push away that person that wanted to. They're like, this is exactly why I didn't want to do it. I'm not ready. I can't yeah. do this. Or you could kind of give them, walk them in, train them as they go, correlate everything towards them, give them the confidence that they need to be able to do it, right? Yeah. Like That's why I feel like it's so important to reach that natural flow while challenging yourself but still being able to build the confidence. I think confidence is where everything comes from. If you don't have confidence in something, it's going to be hard for you to do it. Facts that comes within yourself too. You know, having mm-hmm. confidence. I'm sure you have confidence that you you can do anything that you want to. And yeah, so do sure. I. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, even though I never thought about doing a podcast or starting a podcast, mm-hmm. I had confidence that I could do it. It's just a matter of like, did it align with what I was doing? And it just so happened that it really did. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like that. The confidence is confidence is key, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's that's with everything. What do you think? What do you think um, stops people? from achieving like their full potential now full potential doesn't mean like because you know a lot of people you hear you hear a lot of people that i wish i could should have this right this i could have been this i could look like that i want to look like that i want that car what do you feel distracts or maybe doesn't help people achieve it like what stops them um what do you feel and this is just my opinion but i i feel like it's a lot of listening to the noise, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They're listening to too much of other people. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, what do you want to do? If mm-hmm. what you're doing has is going to make you happy, it's going to lead you down a path of like, you know, um, uh, uh, good mental health, mm-hmm. and you're going to be able to support yourself. Like, why not? Like, so you you you're having to choose between doing a job that you hate for the next 50 years or doing something you love for a little less money, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like work. Mm. Come on now. Like you gotta, you gotta live your own life. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not playing football because somebody else is telling me to do it. I'm playing football because I love to play football. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like nobody had to tell me. I think like, I wonder why sometimes people are afraid of taking a risk and a lot of it does evolve, involve, outside noise that 
questions or critiques them because everybody wants to be nice. Everybody wants to be loved. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's like the downfall. And the way our brains operate is to keep us in comfort and out from danger. So now we, we were back then worried about a tiger being in the bushes. Now we're worried about what our, you know, Uncle Bob is going to say and <laughs> what cousin Jeanette is going to say about, yeah. you know, us wanting to take a chance on a career that you feel fits you and what you really want to do. But mm -hmm. instead you're working at Amazon mm -hmm. because you're not willing to take the chance or the risk because you're afraid of what people are going to say. Facts. What do you, what do you feel keeps you motivated to keep pursuing a career in football? One one thing that keeps me going is one that I love football and two that in our area, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know a lot about, you know, like people getting out from our area. Not a lot of people get out from my area. And especially before me, it was probably I could probably count them on one hand. So getting out, first of all, playing division one football alone, mm -hmm. that's 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 big for right. being in a small town like mm -hmm. Manteca, you know, where there's hardly even any recruiting. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like now there is there there you know people at Manti mm -hmm. High are getting recruited because they've they've built more of a foundation of that winning culture and mm -hmm. you know there's always been dogs at Manteca. Mm -hmm. There's always been dogs and the coaching staff at Manteca mm -hmm. has always been good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's just now getting recognized like oh they're producing guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. These kids are 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 amazing, right? Right. But I think that um the main thing that keeps me push pushing mm -hmm. is to one see how far I can go, and two see how I can far I can take something I love. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it's not only gonna help my life, right? It's gonna inspire somebody else. Like maybe mm -hmm. a kid that's in the same position as me to be like, "Yo, he went to Mantic High, he went to MJC, and he went D1, and right. he played professional ball, and he played in the NFL, mm -hmm. and he, you know what I'm saying, so on, forth and so on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. I think I think that's the main uh aspect of it is to inspire someone else, the next Brandon Dabney, mm -hmm. and to see how far I can take it. Well, that's good. What do you what do you feel if you if you were to think about a situation right now that you go back that has helped you become the person that you are in one aspect, what would it be? Now it could be anything, right? It can be this taught me about this situation right here taught me discipline. This situation right here taught me to be more, you know, relaxed, more trustworthy. This right here taught me teamwork. This right here taught me humility. What's one what's what's one situation that taught you something? Well, okay, one situation that did teach me, and you know, there's a lot of things that teach you um about yourself and mm -hmm. about all those things, but I think failures teach you the most out of everything mm. um but it was once when i was uh, when i was playing pop warner when i was real real young i played for the manteca chargers mm -hmm. and we were in a game that we needed to win to mm. go to playoffs bro right now mind you this is probably the worst day of my life like i'm being so serious it was that bad and, and, you and, look re at, and you retrospect yeah retrospect and look back like right now right it doesn't seem like ah, it's back then but then like at that time bro, at that age you know it was bad. It's all you like that's all you. It's it all, was, everything's on it you. It was bad. I think I think this is what really like like sparked something in me because I was like, I do never want to let my team down like this ever again. So mm -hmm. um, you know, on one of the possessions, they had uh, fumbled some way and mm -hmm. I had jumped on the ball. Mm -hmm. 
So we got the ball back. We went down, scored. Now we're down two. Mm-hmm. We make them go three and out. We have three minutes left to play. Mm. They punt the ball. They say poison, right? Now, in my head, I already got that dopamine from diving on the ball last time. Everybody's hopping on my helmet, you know, that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Like, damn, I did something good for the team. Now, what is poison for people who don't know? Get away from the ball as fast as you can. I don't care if it's coming right down on your head. Sprint to the sideline, mm-hmm. right? Me being young, my first year playing, yada, yada, you mm-hmm. know, I knew exactly what that meant. Right. I knew I knew what it meant. It was nothing. It was no excuse. I went and tried to dive on the ball. Yeah. Dude dove on top of me, took the ball away from me. Fuck. They got the ball, kneeled it out. Oh. Didn't go to playoffs. That's killer. Now, mind you, this is, J- this is I think it was JV. Yeah, it was junior varsity. Uh-huh. And I got moved up. But I tried to. Be the hero? Be the hero, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to. Play outside of what I'm supposed to do, you know, not following directions. Right. And I just remember sitting in the stands, just crying. Like, I cried that whole day. My dad was just telling me, like, yeah, it's good. Like, people make mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm really, I'm really glad my dad, you know, sat there and talked to me. You know, one of my old teammates, his name was mm-hmm. Nick Gonzalez. He, he came and chopped it up with me, like, reassuring me. Because I was our quarterback at the time. Reassuring mm-hmm. me, like, bro, like. You'll be good. You'll be good. Like, don't even trip. Like, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, that ended our season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was right. that was like my moment to where I was like, yeah, I will never let let down my team like this. And I, you know, I didn't make any excuses. I, I took full accountability. I was like, yeah, I I have to be better. Mm-hmm. And every single year, I you know, I prepped. I worked for the upcoming season. I mm-hmm. bust my ass for the upcoming season. I made sure not only I was ready physically but mentally. You know. What do you feel? What do you feel about the? Um, what do you feel about failure? Oh, failures. Fail? That maybe people don't grasp the idea. All right, there's a lot, obviously a lot of negative like stigma around the word failure. Mm. Like, what do you feel about the word failure? Failures make you because at the end of the day, failures isn't the opposite of success. Mm-hmm. It's a part of it. You know, I I heard I seen that quote not too long ago. And people don't realize that you're going to like fail and fuck up mm-hmm. in a lot of situations, whether it's relationships, whether if it's, you know, business, whether it's in, you know, sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're going to mess up learning from your mistakes that you do make. And, you know, whether if you want to get better and change or if you want to stay the same, you know, it's your choice. But getting better from those situations and those experiences mm-hmm. make you who you are. You know what I'm saying? Because right. we all have a choice. We all have a choice if we want to grow or not. Right. You know? No, that's good. That's good. What was I going to say? I was going to ask you something, too. Um, oh, one more thing I want to say about the uh, the failures. Um, but for for the people that are they're out there that think, like, you know, when they do something, they're like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, I messed up on this and... And mm-hmm. I just, uh, maybe they quit. Or I messed up on that. It's like, oh, well, I got cut from the basketball team. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to try to play again, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan was cut from the basketball team. Yeah, people forget about that, too. You know what I'm saying? The greatest basketball player to ever touch a basketball. Right. He was cut from his yeah. high school basketball team. Shit happens. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Businesses fail. Elon Musk didn't just... Mm-hmm. Go right into it and all of a sudden just blow. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's processes to it. 
you're gonna run into obstacles. If you don't run into obstacles, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? I think that's why it's so important to have like your foundation. Like mm-hmm. foundation also comes from like failure. So you solidify that foundation. I forgot that one part. It's like this one verse on like one of Drake's songs when he was like a lot of falling out relationship a lot of falling out relationships build foundation. And you could look at that too, like situations as well. Like in your life, like a lot of times through hopeless moments, hopeless nights, sleepless nights, times of failure, situations where, you know, somebody who you trust betrayed you and, you know, getting backstabbed and the way you view things at that time, like without a solid foundation of who you are and where you're trying to be and who you want to become, you know, comes with a lot of like preparation for the opportunity to come your way, whether that's business, investments, relationships, job opportunities, career opportunities. Like it's so important to remain open and, you know, I think to be kind, like, you know how important it is for somebody that's going through a tough time or somebody who has failed, like your father or like that guy that you were saying with the team, like he was able to Instead of being, you know, you know, Debbie Downer and being like, why, why, why did you do that? Like, you fucked up. Like, now we lost, blah, blah, blah. The fact that they were able to, like, you know, like, hey, it's okay. Because at the end of the day, it is okay. Like, it happened. It's a mistake. We all make mistakes. Now you know. Now we you know. It's all about what you do now. It's not about what happened now. The fact that, you know, you get that. You get the ability to now think, like, shit, why did I do that? Okay, I did this. So you get to analyze and look back and. I think the best thing you can do is to learn from your mistakes and to not point to nobody else. I think the moment that you try to victimize and you try to push the blame on the world, that's when you lose mm. in the forever until you change that. Like if you don't take accountability for your actions and it's always, you know, you, 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 never me, then you're literally putting yourself in a hole because then you're going to end up ruining relationships, whether, you know, partner or friends or teammates team associates employees whatever who the hell wants to be with somebody nobody wants a leader or nobody wants somebody that doesn't take accountability for their actions because then you never learn from your mistakes if you don't learn from your mistakes there's no growth one of the best things i ever heard was like the the day you stop the day you stop learning is the day you stop growing and you really learn from your mistakes other people's mistakes and a combination of both and more so you always want to it's all about learning like we're all learning you don't want to marry your ideas you don't want to you know be the type of person that you know i I always have like a a weird thing about people pushing their narratives i think you should always say your opinion but you're not really unless it's like a math you know mathematical equation or formula or something Mm -hmm. you know very very science even science based on science like a lot of things change so it's like you know i feel like it's scary to just marry an idea and not be open like like stuck in your own ways yeah stuck in your own ways yeah you want to be able to look at both you know before i invest in apple why is apple good and why is apple bad you want to like look at both ways you want to look at the benefits of investing in Apple and the downfalls of Apple and the benefits of thinking this way and approaching life this way to the everything's going. So like you want to make like the best judgment 
you want to look at the ins and outs, um, the pros and cons. But the most important thing is like you want to make a decision. You don't want to, you know, stay stag, you know, stagnant for too long. You want to look at the ins and outs of like each and every one of your decisions and make the best consensus decision. And that's why I think it's very good to get in conversations with opposite point of views, people that can agree with you or disagree. So then you can form your best judgment. So I believe with, you know, open conversations and being vulnerable and being open, you can then make the best decision for yourself. And that's some of the things I think about when it comes to developing a consensus. Um, Okay. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Um, But um, what's one of the things that helps you make those decisions? You think it's more of like your foundation and knowing yourself? What makes it easier for you to make um, decisions and don't have to look for somebody else to to pick? you know, what you invest in or to pick what you want to do. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes with understanding and then also looking into like the human psychology. Like there's a lot of good books on like human psychology and philosophy and understanding like humans are how we are like within our, on how we communicate and how our brain works and throughout, you know, evolution. And I think once you build a foundation of how like the brain works and how people are insecurities, a lot of people are projecting themselves and what they would do if they were in your shoes. And you also contribute how you respond. Are you responding in a logical or emotional way? Is it, you know, your prefrontal cortex that's talking? Is it the executive mind? Is it the, you know, the the monkey mind, the emotion, emotional mind? Like, I think once you do research and understanding how psychology and how humans work, you're able to then develop a better approach on, you know, understanding your circle of competence of where you should invest your time in and, you know, making the best decision. At the end of the day, it's for yourself. Make the best decision for you so then you don't point the fingers at anybody else but yourself. That's facts. That's facts. Um one of the questions that I wanted to ask you is, you know, when you're making these like, you know, big decisions, whether how big or how small, like does your anxiety act up? Like when you're making these decisions, I think my anxiety comes from like the, the unknown, like having, you know, I like to have the answers or I like to fix things or be clear or have an understanding of things. So then when I don't, then I think it's sometimes that's where the anxiety comes from is like not not understanding or not seeing the results. And I feel like that comes with not being patient, like let things flow. And I've worked on that, but sometimes, you know, takes, you know, what what do they say? Uh, they say old, old habits die hard. Like you just can't, you know, one day I'm going to think like this and I'm going to, it's going to be like this from now on. Like it takes time to get rid of habits. That's why I believe like I have a lot of books based off, um, you know, rewiring your brain and you know challenging perspectives that perspectives that you had at one time like one of the best books i have that i'm continuously reading back and forth uh, chapter one is even called like be proactive you know make the best judgment you know go on action and try to make you know the best of everything and be patient is uh the seven habits of highly effective people by stephen r covey kobe i'm sorry uh, the guy who brought this book to my attention was one of the um, professors at uh, jiu-jitsu that I did here in Modesto. 
uh, called Professor Chewy is his name, mm. but he's a savage. He he put me on that book, and it was funny the way I uh, met him was I went to go to jujitsu to go try it for the first time, and I remember walking up in there like at nine a.m. on a Tuesday. And nobody was there. And it said online that somebody was going to be there. And I go in there. Nobody's there. I'm knocking on the door. I'm like, fuck, I guess not. And as soon as I'm about to leave, he opens the door. He's like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, oh, like I wanted to learn jujitsu. And um, he wasn't training that day. But we got into our conversation about like philosophy and understanding um, how the human mind works and what causes people to stop jujitsu and what gets in people's way emotionally and you know, in jiu-jitsu, there's a lot of people that are going in and out. It's like regular nine to five, you know, correctional officers, fire department, doctors, like lawyers, a whole bunch of variety of different people that go in jiu-jitsu. And one of the, the biggest recommendations that he made for me was uh, the seven habits of highly affected people. Because we were having a conversation of like, I'm a type of person that my mind's everywhere. So I'm always continuously trying to learn, pick up, learn new things and just kind of throw it away, put it in the back of my mind and try to learn something else. And I try to read books at like a pretty fast pace where I just gather what I can gather and then just move on. And I read that book again later. And um, especially for habits and, you know, anxieties, the best thing to do is to understand your anxiety, understand how you work. I think that's the biggest thing is that you have to understand who you are, why you are the way you are, why certain beliefs are, you know, instilled in your head, why you can't, you know, communicate. Why is it hard for you to express your feelings? Maybe because your dad never did it. Your dad's dad didn't do it. Like you want to understand the foundation and the root causes of your habits that maybe are problematic because then it doesn't give you the outcome that you really want. And it's hard for you to express yourself. So I think a lot of it comes with understanding. And that's why I believe like reading books and listening to audio or interviews with certain people, philosophy, philosophers and um, just anybody like just being open that's open about their process you could kind of find yourself with other people's process because you're like oh maybe that works for me and you try it, and maybe it is and you find truth because we're all trying to find truth and peace and love and freedom and stuff like that but you know if you're constantly trying to find a solution when the real way to I feel that you want to approach it is by understanding the problem instead of just trying to throw a band-aid on it you know you, that wound can still get infected if you yeah. don't heal it correctly. So that's how I feel with like, even me, I'm learning with my anxieties every day. I've, I've came like far with my insecurities and my anxieties and my insecurities I found with understanding why I was thinking the way I was thinking and how I was approaching things and how I wasn't, you know, understanding myself of how I was and I was putting too much attention and too much energy towards a person or, or a situation and I wasn't putting that towards me for my goals and where I wanted to go and who I wanted to be. So it's like understanding I feel like is the key for everything. Like know yourself. Right. If you don't know yourself, then somebody who doesn't know themselves are gonna tell you who you are and that's a dangerous game. Facts, facts. And part of what you said is when you're talking about like nobody, you know, your our our dads didn't teach us how to express ourselves our moms didn't teach us how to exp i mean uh grandpas didn't teach us how to express ourselves mm -hmm. like you know back in their time like they they kept everything bottled up you know what i mean like i feel like it's even harder because we're trying to learn how to you know still do all these things in the world that we're living in you know mm -hmm. what i mean so um not having that role model to help you 
on, mm-hmm. on that that journey makes it even that more difficult. You know, it's right. not easy. No, nah, hell no. So, you know, I'm I'm still learning stuff day to day. You're still learning stuff day to day, and you know, eventually, um, you know, when we have kids and stuff, like the knowledge that we do know, we can pass down to them, so it's not as hard on them as it was for us to yeah. express ourselves and be in that same mindset of vulnerability and and in that nature. Yeah, that's what I like about this podcast. Like we're literally putting something at a certain time and, and how we think of at at that certain time into like a digital form that's gonna be uploaded to then help people and then even help ourselves if we look back and listen to this and we're like, Oh yeah, we were you know, that was our idea, our philosophy at that time and how we approach things and you're able to have like receipts, like in a way. Now you can't hold, you know, nobody for like what they said, bro. If they were to like look back at my tweets, like, oh my god, horrific! <laughs> like, I was at a different state of mind in 2012, bro, yeah, and then yeah. 2014 and 26, even fucking last year. So you can't hold nobody to who. That's why I don't. I never liked the whole cancel canceling thing. Like what happened to Kevin Hart with that Grammys? Yeah. I mean, was it the Grammys? I, I forgot. I, I don't. I, Some I don't event where he was hosting. And hosting their Grammys. Yeah, and then they were like, you know, basically canceled himself. He's like, I'm not going to do it if, you know, that whole narrative is based off some tweets that he said or something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so stupid. That's why. And you've, you realize, too, is like it's a, a very, very small amount of people in the world that are can- canceling people and, and not letting you be open and vulnerable to, you know, to be able to speak about how you feel. People are scared to, like, even talk about how they feel, how they view things because, I was going to rub somebody mm-hmm. the wrong way. And I'm like, fuck that. Like you should be able to express yourself whether you're racist or not. I think yeah. it's good to not expose, but it's like, you know, test your ideas and how you feel your biases and, mm-hmm. and your, you know, ignorance. I think it's good to put it out there because they might not know. You think you'll be surprised. Like some people who are racist don't feel like they're racist. Yeah. And it's like <clears throat> expressing themselves. Yeah. What about just saying expressing themselves? You can, yeah. You can, you can say, you know, what you want. But you want people um, to test but, it. But hey, uh, good luck with you run into the wrong person. Yeah. And he's having a really, really bad day. You might have mm-hmm. a really, really bad. Yeah. Day. Then you so see I'm just gig- gonna <laughs> give you that warning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like, feel like you should, you should be able to express yourself and not be scared. And you shouldn't be. That's why I didn't like the canceling thing. Like, yeah. I always feel you should be able to express yourself because then you could get in a conversation with somebody else that's gonna test your ideas and see how smart. And, you know, do you really do you really feel like that? Or is it something that your grandpa mm-hmm. taught you or your dad taught you when you were young and you just think that's the truth? Yeah. Like a lot of people's ideas aren't even their real ideas. It's based off of what you've seen online and mm. and media. And even from those people, even your friends, like your friends that are also consumed in rap music or country or, mm-hmm. or whatever genres or media, Instagram influencers like people don't even realize a lot of your ideas aren't even your fucking ideas mm-hmm. their ideas based off somebody else's ideas that you kind of incorporate and now you think it's yours so it's kind of like i always like the approach of like you know freelance and talk to whole different types of people play devil's advocate and then see what's your truth you want to find your truth not somebody else's truth facts that's facts okay you, know, mm-hmm. you can't <laughs> you can't, you can't be yourself if you're sitting there trying to copy and paste somebody else's mentality or how they are I yeah they just be you. you're gonna keep hitting like a brick wall and you're always gonna be you know not happy you're not gonna be free facts what what helps you to to get back on track when you know 
things aren't going the way you think you think or maybe when an experience that you've had mm-hmm. what helps you get back on your grind and back on like your journey i feel like taking a step back and giving yourself time and like solitude to be by yourself i think that's one of the most like people don't realize how important it is to be by yourself like go out for a movie by yourself, you know, go fishing or go running by yourself or just meditate, give yourself time to then reanalyze and see how far you've come or what's going on. Or if you're in a place of like, you're at, you know, you're at a corner right now. Like you, you need to be able to give yourself time to think, don't distract yourself, you know, analyze what's going on. What led you here? Where are you trying to go now? And it's not going to be easy. It doesn't take a day, hours. It might take weeks, months, a year to to change it up. But just know that you can change it up. Like everything's irreversible, reversible when it comes to um, it. Really, everything really is a choice. I really do believe everything is a choice. And when I say choice, I'm talking about the choice of being happy or not. Mm-hmm. You can make yourself happy. You can bring yourself out from depression. Is it hard? Yeah, you might have like a chemical imbalance, you know, mentally, which is understandable, but there's a way around it. You can mm-hmm. find your way. It is because somebody else that looks just like you did it. So mm-hmm. I feel like if you want to sit here and be like, I can't, then keep that shit to yourself because yeah. you're not going to do that shit to me. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you got going on. I don't care if you have an underlying issue. I think you can find a way to make it work and find it out. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for episode one. I appreciate you guys for tapping in with us. And uh, we'll see y'all next time. Sheesh. <laughs>